0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mrs. G's Storytime. We are reading Where the River Begins by Patricia Sanjan with permission of Moody Publishing Company, and we are on Chapter 3, The River. They turned off the main road after about a mile and coasted along a country lane towards a picturesque village with old beam cottages and a blacksmith shop on a small small village green. They stopped to buy Pop and then cycled along the bridge to find a nice place for a picnic. The big river had risen almost to flood level, but there was a small tributary further on, away from the village where they could amuse themselves privately. Francis was not quite sure how to reach it, but he pedaled on and Rom followed trustfully. They turned into a gate they did not call that did not say private, and hid their bicycles behind the hedge and trotted up the path that led to the top of the hill. I think the river is down on the other side, said Francis. Hurry up, Rom. It was a lovely place. Great beaches with gray forked boughs arched the path, perfect for climbing. The leaves were not yet sprouting and the catskins pranced above the undergrowth and the birds were already chattering and trilling about mating and nesting. The air was full of sunshine, life, and pollen, and Francis flung out his arms like the wings of a plane and made off down the hill as fast as he could run. There's the river, he shouted. I told you so. Race me down to the bridge, Rom." But Rom was not used to the steep, muddy pass, and he caught his foot in a rabbit hole and fell on his nose. Being a brave and polite little boy, he got up and apologized. But he was plainly worried about the mud on his trousers. "'We go home soon?' he inquired, hopefully. "'Home!' yelled Francis. "'Not on your life. Look, I told you I knew where the river was. Come on, Rom, step on it.' "'Why go river?' protested Ram. "De water cold and I no swim.' but he followed obediently towards the bridge. They sat on a log and ate their picnic while the golden water at flood level hurried past, swirling around the trunks of the altars. Francis munched on his sandwich and thought that this was the most wonderful afternoon he had ever experienced. Wendy and his stepfather seemed very far away and unimportant. He was free to do what he liked and to go where he pleased, and the river itself was only the beginning of the adventure he looked around behind him was a sloping field where black and white cows gazed, grazed beyond it was a farmhouse with a barn and other buildings and beyond that light so- soil sowed with young wheat and a spring sky with white clouds scudding across it then he turned to look at the river and as he did so the sun came out sparkling on the clandestines and the colt's foot on the bank and glistening on the water he jumped up and ran to the alder where the troop trump slooped out far over the river his next adventure would be to scamper up to it and look down the current but when he reached the roots he suddenly saw another adventure so dangerous and so exciting that he gave a little cry of mingled fear and joy and rom got up and came and stood beside him they were looking there they were looking down at a little inlet roofed over and well hidden where a small boat had been beached and tied to a post but the flood had lifted it so that it rocked on the backwaters a shabby little dinghy waiting for a spring coat of paint francis was down the bank in a minute and sitting in it the oars had been removed and there was no rudder it was just a, a little toy craft for children to jump in and out of on a hot summer day but to francis it was an adventure to end all adventures He was already working at the knots and shouting at Rom to get in. Rom stood in the mud, tense with fear and indecision. He decided at once that to launch a little boat was exceedingly dangerous, but he knew, too, that he was quite incapable of controlling Francis, and that he could not desert him. He made one last appeal. No, Francis, he cried, spreading out his hand in supplication. Come back. Not good. I know swim, Francis. For the last knot had been slipped and the boat, caught on the sideward swirls of the water, was heading on for the main river. Rom, who dreaded being left alone more than anything else, made a jump for it and landed in the boat beside Francis. It rocked alarmingly, but held to its course. In another moment, they had left the backwaters behind them and were launched suddenly into midstream. Francis fell silent, and his face grew rather pale. He'd never dreamed of anything like this happening. He imagined himself holding onto the boughs of the trees at the edge of the river and going for a nice little ride, but the boat was now completely out of control. It pitched along through the foaming current. Ron behind him was sobbing and muttering, sure that his last hour had come, and Francis rather thought it had too. He clung to the side and tried to think, but the boat was moving so fast he could not think at all. If only he could stir it shoreward and catch hold of a branch or bump into a reed island, but he could not do anything only cling. Then, above the rush of the water, he heard shouting, loud frightened shouting from the bank. He glanced over and saw a man, a very large, angry man, running as fast as he could, with two little boys running behind, followed by a furiously barking sheepdog. The dam's just ahead, you idiots, yelled the young, the angry man. Turn the boat in. Trail your coats on the right side. He was running faster than the boat and had gotten well ahead of them. Then the younger boy clasped the hand of the older boy who clung to some rope or belt tied around the middle of the angry man who plunged into the river in all his clothes, reminding Francis of a furious hippopotamus. Can you swim, bellowed the angry man? No, he can't, yelled Francis. Then jump, shouted the angry man, threshing the water with his hands. The dam's just ahead. Jump, I tell you! And Francis glanced ahead, and sure enough, the river seemed to disappear with a roar. Rom saw it, too, and gave a loud squeal and jumped. The angry man caught him and held him fast. Pull, he shouted to the boys on the bank, and you, hang on. There was a great splash and a struggle, and Francis seemed to swallow the river and go down the, down to the bottom. Then he surfaced and found his hands being guided into the dog's leash, and he was being pulled ashore. The angry man was already struggling out of the water with Rom in his arms, and a moment later, Francis was picking up, picked up like a drowned puppy and thrown on the grass, soaked frozen and sobbing. And tomorrow we'll read chapter 3, The Farm. I love you, I'm praying for you, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.